All right, everybody. I am highly reflective and highly energetic this morning, so screw an intro. Now, I started thinking today about what is it? What are the moments that we truly live for in this life? Because we're always, you know, there's the paradigm of happiness, right? And I'm actually a big believer that I don't think, like, happiness is really the true goal, like, of what we're looking for in this life. Um, I think that what we're looking for is fulfillment, feeling, having a sense of purpose and feeling like we're carrying out our purpose on a day-to-day basis, blah, 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 okay? So I don't really like when people talk about happiness too much um, just because it doesn't really resonate with me. I believe that all of us have something down inside of us that, like, uh, it's like essentially, and I've said this before on this podcast as well, we don't even necessarily want like the, the the result, the end result. What we're looking for is more the pursuit of the thing, the pursuit of the goal, because it raises our energies more. For example, like if you're pursuing the goal of making a million dollars, I can almost guarantee you that like once you get there and reach that goal, sure, like a lot of your problems are going to be solved, but you're probably, you might even sit there and be like, okay, well now what? Like you get to the goal and you're like, Oh man, like that, that was really, I really loved that pursuit every day. You're trying to, you know, I, I use fitness all the time. You're trying to bulk up, gain 10 pounds of muscle. You finally do it and you're like, ah, okay, I did it. Well, now what do I strive for? Because it's every day, it's every day getting into that flow state in pursuit of that thing that we want or that we think we want that actually raises our energy up every day. So it's the pursuit, not the end result that actually gives us meaning and fulfillment in our life and makes us love every day and live in that flow state. Now, I was sitting here thinking about what are the moments in life that, what are the moments that we really live for? You know, because if you think about it, like, it's like, okay, like, like, what do we want in this life? Recently, I, I had like a long meditation with myself where I said, reflected on like the whole last year. And I'm like, what have been the moments in the past 12 months that have like really been the best for me? What, what do I remember? Because like as human beings, you can, you can pretty much assume if it's something that you remember very distinctly, if you remember it very distinctly, it was a big important event for you. And a lot of times these are the good things, a lot of times these are the bad things, unfortunately. But these these are the memories, these are the things that we remember. It's funny the way that works, right? It's funny the way our brain works because for whatever reason, when some event was very impactful, either good or bad, we actually remember the details of it. We don't remember the monotony, okay? We don't remember the boring things that we do over and over, day after day. I don't remember 90 some percent of these podcasts that I've recorded. I don't remember sitting at this desk to my left working my my nine to five job every day just because simply I, I do it all the time. There's no memory created. It's neither like good nor bad. It's just part of the grind, right? But it's those moments that create a memory that I feel life is really about sometimes. And like, I can give you a couple examples. So, like, well, okay. I'm, I'm going to come back to a love story. All right. Because like everybody loves a good love story, but I'm going to make you wait on that, for example. Okay. And you know, like there's some good and bad and all this, there's, there's some heartbreak, there's some happiness or whatever. But like, ultimately it's, it's the, like, it's the big moment in my opinion that we're living for in all of these situations. And even like, even if it's a like something that we felt happened that was bad or like the result that we didn't get. So to give you like the first example is one of the biggest memories I have from when I was a teenager is when I was trying to make the high school state golf tournament and I failed. I failed. Well, I mean, I failed every year, but like the last three years, see, I was very good as an individual. Our team wasn't that good. You can qualify either as a team or as an individual. Our team was never quite good enough to qualify. I, my sophomore, junior and senior year, I was good enough definitely to qualify as an individual. I almost did it my sophomore year. Um, 
basically blew it my senior year. Let's come back to junior year, right? I remember I was in a playoff, so I had tied for the final spot, right? It was me and two other guys in this playoff. And I remember we were all playing this golf hole, okay? And so I was, um, I said, like, without getting into too many details about golf, right? But it was just, it, it's one hole, the person with the best score makes it to the to the state tournament, if there's a tie, we go to the next hole, etc. So it's a par four. Okay, four is the par. That's like what a good golfer gets on the hole typically. Um, so all three of us have a putt, right? One guy had like a 20-foot putt. Other guy had like an 8-foot putt. And I had like a 6-foot putt for par, okay? And so I remember, so technically I got the advantage right now. It was weird too because the hole was messed up. Like I hit like a really bad shot but then recovered. Anyway, so the guy steps up and makes the 20-foot putt. He makes the 20-foot putt. So now me and the other guy have to make it to still have a chance. So the other guy steps up. He misses his putt. And now it's down to me. So if I make it, I go to another playoff hole with this guy. If I miss, I'm out. I miss the putt. I remember I was that was the most nervous I had ever been. I had that probably in my, at least in my sporting career. Maybe in my life. I don't know. Anyway, and that, and I missed, you know. And I've like, and there was, you know, all these people watching and everything. I mean, not that many people, probably like 50 people, you know, the other people that had been playing in the tournament, a few fans, whatever. But anyway, so I missed the putt and I was devastated, you know, because at the time when you're an 18, 18, no, 17 at the time, 17 year old kid from Rosemont, Minnesota, this is the biggest deal in the freaking world. There could be a war going on in Ukraine, but you wouldn't care. It's about you going to the state golf tournament. But anyway, and so I missed that putt and but I would like, I'll never forget that moment. You know, I'll never forget that moment. And even though it was, it was like, I failed, I lost, I didn't get what I, what I wanted. You know, I blew it. I choked in the moment, whatever you want to say. Right. I still have that memory because like, for me, what we want in this world is ultimately, sometimes it's not even about whether or not we win or lose, but we just want to be in the game. We just want to be on the playing field. If that makes sense. Okay. Like at least for me. Because like, and you can look at many areas of life, many arenas of life as a competition similar to a sport. But at the end of the day, what we want is just to be in that game, to be in that moment. Because it's so much fun. It's so much adrenaline. You're going to remember it forever, win or lose. Okay? And I kind of sat there and realized that ultimately, as I was reflecting on this, like if we don't attempt things like this that put a lot of pressure on ourselves or that you know have like a like a big moment or take a risk we don't create any memories for ourselves in life and we have like a pretty boring life and i i think you know this is just like to give another example without like a specific story behind it. it's like why do we why do we like travel so much a lot of times when we travel to a new place it creates an experience it creates a memory that's very vivid oftentimes just because it's so much different than the monotony of our day-to-day life, okay? And so I, I want to talk now about, you know, love and romance, which I like to talk about on this podcast. And this was, um, so <laughs> I've talked about this girl before. I never mentioned her by name. I don't mention people by names in this podcast. I got, I got to give her a name for this part of this episode. So we're going to call her, we're going to call her Lucy, all right. Her name is definitely not Lucy. Okay. But we're going to call her Lucy. And I, I know, cause I still like, I still maintain a, a, you know, a friendship with her 
and um, she'll she'll know if she listens to this. So uh, she she's listened to the podcast a few times, and she critiques me on it as well. But uh, anyway, so um, hi Lucy, if you're listening, no, but all right. So um, this is a story, and the reason I mention the story is because it's one of the one of like the it was one of I would say like the greatest nights of my life in a positive way I also had a few things that I considered negative that involved her um you know neither of us did that much harm to each other but you know how romance goes um but this was a particularly like positive night right and obviously I have a lot of you know memories of the 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 times that I that I saw this woman in person this this mysterious Lucy right but um I just remember like this, it was arguably like the the best night of my life just based on like the adrenaline that involved, like just based on that feeling that I got. So like just to explain the scenario, this is 2016 and I'm in Brazil for the Olympics, right? And um, the whole thing was wild, you know, and, and it was like, it was just like a kind of a wild party the whole time. But, um, and, and well, yeah, without getting into that many of the details, I met this girl, Lucy, um, probably like a week into it, right? And the first time I met her, it was a very strange set of circumstances. Like she, she actually showed up crying. She was a friend of a friend who came to this like party that we were at and she showed up crying. I think that it was because, excuse me, I think it was because she had seen like her ex-boyfriend with some other girl that night. You know how it goes, right? Anyway, and so long story short, like Lucy and I, like we, we barely even talked, you know, what, like, okay. So to make a long story short, that first night we went into this club and like Lucy and I, we, we talked for like maybe less than two minutes and then we just started making out. We started kissing. And like, this is what you do in Brazil, especially when it's the Olympics, right? At a Brazilian nightclub. And um, so then <laughs> it was really funny because obviously I have a lot of like very vivid memories of that night as well. Then I remember uh, it was a couple nights later, right? And we were at this other club and it was like the same crew was arriving and like, I don't even remember if I had any like contact with Lucy since the night before, but I remember I was with my buddy and, um, he, uh, again, there's a whole bunch of people from all different countries since it was Rio Olympics, whatever. And he's telling me, he's like, you know, um, Hey Sean, yeah, there's these, there's two girls from like, I think it was like Algeria or Morocco or something like that, you know, like whatever. Um, and he's like, you should come, come meet these girls. Um, you know, I think they, they speak Arabic. You can speak Arabic with them too, you know? And like, at the same time, like, um, he, like, told me, like, a couple minutes before that, he's like, oh, yeah, my friend just texted me that, that Lucy's in line. She's outside. She's in line at the club. So, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, getting all excited. And I'm like, oh, Lucy's back. The mysterious Lucy who always shows up way late. She's like a vampire. She never sleeps. She comes, she's coming back at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, like, it's, it's, I don't even remember how they do the Brazilian clubs. But, like, I think most people show up at, like, midnight and then the club closes at, like, 4 a.m., I don't know. It was crazy. So, like, I had just gotten word from him that Lucy's in line outside. So, like, that's... I'm laser-focused now. I'm like, oh, Lucy's coming back, right? And uh, then he starts telling me about these two girls that he met from, like, Algeria, Morocco. And I'm like, bro, I don't care about these girls from Algeria, Morocco, whatever. Lucy's in line, okay? I'm waiting till Lucy gets in here, man. 
anyway, and so Lucy comes in, and I just kind of remember like like locked eyes on her. You know what I mean? We just like eyes locked, and we just knew it because these clubs are like so loud you can barely even talk anyway. It's like was I going to really speak Arabic to the Moroccan Algerian girls? No, probably not. We were going to shout until our voices went hoarse, and then they wouldn't be able to understand me trying to yell in Arabic anyway. And so like Lucy comes in, and we just start making out hot and heavy again. For like, we're just kissing in the club for however long it was, right? And like, those those particular there was a, there was actually three different nights, right? Um, and Lucy and I have like a very interesting history that went on like long after that, and you know, I certainly made some mistakes in uh, in the relationship, if I'll call it that. Um, but anyway, like I said, ultimately, her and I do maintain a friendship today, but. Um, so I guess the reason that I bring this up is like the, those nights, that, that second one in particular, but like those nights, like I have such vivid memories in my mind of exactly what happened on those nights. Why? It was because, like, was it because it was like, it wasn't like the first time that I ever, you know, kissed a girl or something. It wasn't like the first time that, um, you know, it wasn't like anything incredible. It's not like I like like married this woman or whatever, but like something about those moments where it was like high adrenaline, excitement, passion, late at night in like kind of a mysterious place because like Rio can be like a very, a somewhat dangerous kind of mysterious place late at night. Like anyway, it had like all these factors. There's like the element of like passion, love. There's the element of like, of almost like danger. There's the element of being in a new place where you don't know where you are. It's like, it's like the total opposite of what I'm doing right now. Right, where like I'm sitting in here in my home office doing the same thing I do every day, you know, and it's where this memory is created. And like for me, when I sit here and think about life, it's like what are the moments that we live for? I ultimately feel like these are the moments that we live for are the ones where we're that that create a memory. They create a memory. It can be a good memory, a bad memory, or something in between, but it's the ones that create a memory, and it's usually the highly emotional moments that create the memory. And so I just kind of want you to reflect on that, right? Um, Yeah, I want you to reflect on that a little bit and then think to yourself like, okay, how do I want to live the next however many years of my life? What do I want to focus on knowing that like the best moments, the ones at least that are going to create a memory that I'm going to remember forever and maybe the people around me are going to remember forever are typically actually these highly emotional moments or whether there's like a something is at stake, if that makes sense. Now, I don't know if anything in particular was like at stake in that time, but like when it comes to like love and romance, right, I think that there is an element of like a game to it, if that makes sense. Um... I probably, this is maybe like a twisted way to look at it, but like I, like I'll often say like, you know, if I'm trying to like, uh, you know, if I'm interested in a woman, for example, and like, I'll I'll like, I'll like equate it to like a sporting event just because this is like the, the, um, you know, the way I grew up thinking about things like, ooh, round one to Lucy, round two to Sean or something like that. Because it's like, if you're like trying to like, let's say you're just trying to get a kiss from a girl, right? And, you know, she doesn't let you. Like, you try once and, like, you fail. And then it's like, okay, round one to Lucy, right? I know it's a twisted way to think about it, but I know some of you think about it the same way as well. But it's that, it's that moment that we want to be in anyway. Like, it's that adrenaline. Because, like, for me, whether it's, you know, as it relates to love and romance or whether it relates to anything in life, 
um, inaction is the worst. Inaction, indecision is the worst. Like action and failure is better than inaction. And obviously action and success is better as well. So you just, you want to be in that moment, right? You want to be in that moment where something is going to happen, where you're either going to make something happen, you're going to, you're going to win, you're going to lose, you know, you're going to succeed, you're going to fail, but it's not, you're not going to be sitting on the sidelines. Okay. Maybe that's the final conclusion of this is just don't sit on the sidelines in life. You don't want to be on the sidelines. You want to be in the game, whatever the particular game is in that moment. All right. Hope that gives you something to reflect on. Love you all. We'll talk again soon. Peace.